0: I have no secret at all. It is just to live each day and to be yourself.
1: We can change the world, but we got to do it one step at a time, one person at a time.
0: It's not always a fun and easy life but it really can be very challenging and enjoyable.
2: Hi there. Welcome to Elder Wisdom, stories from the Green Bench made possible by Schlegel Village's Retirement and Long-Term Care Homes. Now the Green Bench is a real thing and there are plenty of them where year-round people can sit and chat, connect and find community within their community. And that's also what today's special episode is all about. Connecting members of long-term care facilities with each other through something called OARC strengthening their voices by joining together as a formal advisory group independent of the home in which they live. We're going to meet the Director of Education and Communications with Ontario Association of Residents Councils, OARC, Melissa McVee. And sitting with her today on the green bench is a long-term care resident, a very bustling and busy LTC as you'll hear, Devorah Greenspawn. And Devorah is also with Real resident experts, advisors, and leaders. First, before we get into all that, let me introduce this handsome gent at my side. I'm Aaron Davis, and my co-host for Elder Wisdom is Doug Robinson, an 87-year-old resident at Sandalwood in Brampton, and he's got lots of questions about his own residence council, for residents, by residents, and inspiring a better tomorrow. So let's go. Now, Doug, you weren't with us at this time when we talked with Barry Hickling, but I've got to suggest to everybody who's listening today, and thank you so much for that, that you go back to Episode 5 and listen to Barry because he spoke about ageism, being discriminated against due to age, and he is a member of the OARC team. So we're going back to OARC. We're going to talk about the residents Council. We're going to sort of explore one of the members and what it's all about. So I'm really excited, Doug, that you're joining us on this conversation along with Melissa McVeigh and LTC resident Devorah Greenspawn. So thanks a lot for that.
1: Thank you, Erin. I belong to our uh, Residence Council. It's been very productive so far. The next meeting that's coming up, I have quite a few questions that uh, I need to be answered. Okay. Well, that's a great way to
2: start because Devorah is on her residence council in her long term care
0: home. So, Devorah, why don't you tell us how you first got involved? Okay, well, when I first went into long term care, I was using a hoist and spending a lot of time in bed and feeling very sorry for myself and very upset that I was in a long term care home. However, after surgery and much physiotherapy, I began to walk, and my mood improved, That I was a happier person. And the program manager said to me, she said, I know I can't provide programs for you with your cognitive ability. She says, but how about you... Come to a meeting at Residence Council. And I said, Residence Council, what's that? And she said, Well, it was a group of residents who met every month to discuss the issues pertaining to the home. So I said, Okay. So I went, and unfortunately, there was absolute chaos during the meeting, and uh, I'm not shy. <laughs> So I just took over. <laughs> so I just took over. <laughs> you did? Good for you. Anyway, the next thing I knew I was president, ah! president of
2: the council. <laughs> well that's what you get for standing up or putting your hand up and saying, Hey, you're, you're right. Know, you're the right. one who carries the gavel gets to be the president. So what have your roles as president entailed, Madam President?
0: Well, Right now, I'm not. We don't have that type of uh, leadership. We have switched to a leadership model, which is uh, a model of residents, more than one resident, all sharing the job of running the council. Ah, so I have. Five people with me because we need to break a tie. Mm. And we have meetings to devise the agenda and to include what we wanted to speak about, new business, old business from previous minutes, making sure we got responses from the managers, if appropriate, about our concerns. We pushed for change, and I did get change. One change in the home I got was to have automatic doors put in. We have courtyards ah. attached to the home. And so in the summer, it's very nice out there. We have a garden, and there are trees, and there are tables with umbrellas and chairs, and... Before, the residents used to have to call a PSW or a staff member to open the door, hold the door. Now, all they do is push a button and go. So, it's really great. And this is like one of the things that residents can do is get things changed. And this is what we discuss at our meetings. We also plan trips. We discuss what type of programs we'd like to have. And that's in the minutes so that the, actually the program manager is the staff assistant. So she helps us out on those things, telling us what's available and when it's available. We also have an eating out club that we go to once a month. We get a group of residents who like to go to a restaurant, and we all go out and eat and chat and have a nice time. And residents' Council is a great place for residents to express their hopes, their goals, maybe their concerns, because it's in a closed environment and there is no fear of retribution. So a resident can say whatever they please. Thank you for explaining what goes on inside those meetings,
2: Devorah. And Doug, now you know what it's going to be like the next time you go back. But I also know you have more questions.
1: Yes. Uh, Devora, for residents who are unsure if they should join the Residence Council, how would you encourage them to do so?
0: Well, I think I would explain to them that it's not... Necessary for a a person to join, but we do like the residents, as many as possible who can do it, come and join. And I explained to them what council is and how important it is. It's a very important part. As one of our residents said, it's the lifeline between the home and the residents.
1: That's very true, Deborah.
0: Wonderful. And... I don't know if you know this, but all residents who live in long-term care in a home are members of Residence Council, whether they go to meetings or not. So in other words, you should attend if you can because you're already... Being
2: represented, so why not, you know, actually That's have right. your voice heard? Let's hear from Melissa McVee We introduced Melissa off the top, and of course, you are from OARC. Melissa, why Why does this body exist, and why is it so far-reaching and deeply appreciated in the long-term care residences?
3: Well, what's important to know, and, and many residents don't know, that resident councils are mandated to exist in every long-term care home. It's right there in the long-term care home legislation. Mm-hmm. And this is a formalized advisory group comprised of all residents, as we heard from Devorah, to have that vehicle through which residents can really speak about the good, the bad, and the ugly in their home. <laughs> yeah. And it really um, it has an accountability loop there where re- what residents do bring opportunities, concerns forward. It welcomes an open dialogue with the leadership team in their home and the the long-term care home leadership have 10 calendar days to get a written response, acknowledging resident feedback, and to give some solutions or to give an answer. And that conversation might be ongoing, answers might not be black and white, but it really invites collaboration, and it gives an opportunity for residents to be actively involved in shaping the place they call home and to be involved in in quality of life and all areas of operations in their home. So it's really an opportunity for empowerment and and ownership and the council belongs to residents. It's not run by the home, it is supported by the home. So it's an independent formal advisory body. So um, it's very a powerful tool when, when residents are really exercising the full scope and powers of their council.
0: It's also a place for residents to meet one another and develop relationships, mm-hmm. which is so important when you live in this type of environment. It it really is extremely important. yeah, you, yep.
1: you mentioned about going on trips just now, and that's brought mm-hmm. up a very good question for me to ask. At our next council meeting, we don't do trips here, but I'm going to start making them do trips.
2: Where would you suggest, Doug? Where do you want to go?
1: Fish and chips <laughs> on a Friday.
0: <laughs> oh, what God else? Fish and chips.
2: <laughs> here, I, well, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Casino
1: Niagara, Doug. I, I went to the Casino Niagara on October. Sorry. Oh, you did? Yeah,
2: Well, obviously, you didn't win big because you're still here working with us. (laughs)
1: I'm still here. The machine took all my money.
2: Oh, goodness. (laughs) No one's ever heard of that happening before, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Suck Yeah. Well, you know what? He does raise a very good point. And so everybody comes to these meetings, if I understand it correctly, uh, Melissa and Devorah, with their different ideas. Do you feel, Devorah, that you are being heard? What happens with your ideas and your suggestions? And Melissa can speak to this as well. How far up and how far onward do these suggestions and messages and requests? To actually go?
3: I don't know how to
0: answer that. <laughs>
3: well, so it depends on the nature of the, the, yeah. the concern. Right. Some <laughs> things might be strictly um, a communications Related yeah. question that yeah. perhaps residents want to know what's the schedule for window washing or when will the patio be open for the, yeah. the spring and summer yeah, season. Sorry, I
0: could have answered yeah. that. Yes,
3: no, but but sometimes these are uh, residents might bring questions forward that are related to capital budget considerations. So perhaps residents are asking about the installation of a, a new elevator, and that might not be a, an overnight solution. It might involve having the resident council invite a guest from. Uh, the if there's a corporate or a head office, perhaps there could be uh, some some further conversation and elevating of a concern, and and then ongoing follow up. The beauty of of resident councils is concerns can be maintained in the the meeting minutes to ensure just kind of let's check back on something. And has there been any updates?
0: Yes, I and and the concerns in the minutes, as Melissa said, have to be answered within ten business days. And it comes back to council, and there is a discussion, and if council is not happy with the solution, mm-hmm. we say so. And it goes back into the minutes, and it goes back to whoever is responsible, and we try and work out a solution to the problem.
2: So you're feeling heard, and I think that that's very important, Melissa, as you, like I, asked a question about the concerns and everything leaving the room and going out toward OARC. But some of the ways that OARC communicates with people living in long-term care homes across Ontario, can you elucidate on that a little bit?
3: Certainly. We have a number of different communication channels that have been identified with the support of our resident leaders who are part of OARC Governance and Leadership. Because residents like to receive information in in different ways. So everyone recognizing that people have different preferences. Some are active on a computer. Other people like something, a hard copy. Other people like to watch videos. So so we do have regular bulletins that go out. Perhaps there's been a change in policy or practice announcements from our partners at the government that might impact resident day-to-day routines. And so we will make sense of that legislation or the guidance coming from our ministry partners and parse it down and and share it uh, through written bulletins that are designed and written to a resident audience. We also have regular newsletters where we can celebrate some promising practices, what's working well with resident councils. What are some of the innovations and the quality improvements that homes are working on throughout the year? We also publish a magazine called Seasons twice a year, and is on our editorial team. We receive uh, beautiful stories from resident councils across the province, and we also share uh, share news and talk about topics uh, of interest to residents uh, in that magazine. We also host regular webinars on topics that residents themselves have identified as Mm -hmm. priorities that might be specific to resident council operations or are kind of larger topics like supporting resident mental health or how can residents work together to welcome new residents coming into their home. So those are kind of the themes. And Throughout the pandemic, we also realized that residents wanted to communicate with one another. So uh, with the support of Devora and other members of our resident advisory group, We started a new resident form where residents from across Ontario can join over Zoom or by telephone and speak peer-to-peer about how things are working, how people are feeling, and share the situation um, of what's happening in their home. And So the forms are moderated with the support of an OARC team member who can jump in when questions are posed, but that's really designed for peer-to-peer knowledge translation which is quite special. So those are just a few of the the ways that we connect and keep our resident audience yes. and well informed about and
0: their rights. That that forum is a wonderful way of keeping in touch with residents and finding out what's going on in different residents councils and I sometimes facilitate the forum and it's really a wonderful way to see all the residents come together and share ideas.
1: Melissa, my my wife lives with dementia and in a long term care home. How does a residence council benefit her quality of life and quality of life of all others living with dementia?
3: The beauty of resident council is that it is intended to bring together uh, residents to talk about issues of importance and the resident leaders who kind of pick up the torch in those leadership roles are often very connected with their peers and the essential caregivers or family members of their resident peers living with cognitive changes. So it's through that relationship building and the conversations that happen between council meetings where residents are able to be well-attuned to how those residents are feeling and experiencing life in long-term care. And then a resident leader like Devora could perhaps bring any themes or issues through the meeting to the resident's behalf. Now, a home might also have a family council, which is distinctly different, but that's a platform for family care partners to come forward, and they can also speak on behalf of a, a loved one and speak with family peers. And the resident council is distinctly different as it's, it's open to, to residents only. But, mm-hmm. um, something that we have been working on organizationally is finding ways that we can help support and build capacity in our resident leaders. So they have a better understanding of dementia and a, therefore a better understanding of their peers living with cognitive changes so they can implement some strategies. Um, with communication and, and gentle redirection, so they feel empowered and in a better position to really advocate in their homes. Devora is an active member of a Behavioral Supports Ontario lived experience advisory group, where she actually has been getting firsthand training and support about dementia. And I think she brings that forward through her resident council and resident yeah, I interactions.
0: Do. I do, and it teaches tolerance as well tolerance and that that is so important um i try to impact to the residents the importance of not yelling at this these people Mm. like if someone is making a noise they're making a noise for a reason Mm. don't yell at them and say stop that you have to go over and speak to them softly Mm. And hold the hand, maybe. I have a lady who only makes noises. And when I come out of my room, if she's awake in her chair, sitting in the hall, she reaches out to me and gives me the most beautiful smile. And I go over to her and I, I speak to her. Even though she's making noises with me and I really don't understand what she's saying, I'm still speaking to her and I pat her head and I touch her cheek and I hold her hand and we have an interaction that way and I would, I do that with a lot of people who have a form of dementia, one form or another and I get such a feeling of happiness when I do that and I really try and speak as an advocate for these people who can't speak for themselves beautiful
3: devora tries to lead by example in her home which is very important and and i think you were really speaking about developing compassion and empathy beautiful for for your peers um and that really is uh, that work continues within a resident council meeting and beyond yeah and i think it is important that resident council meetings are open to all residents and You might think that a resident is maybe dozing off during the meeting, but after the meeting wraps, that person might say the most profound thing Mm -hmm.
0: that lets you know they were listening, and you are making a difference. I had an experience like that. So I gave a presentation, and this lady was sitting in a chair with her eyes shut and kind of her head on the side. And then when I was leaving, I had to walk by her, and she... Put her hand out to me. So I went over to her and she said to me, You know, I had the same feelings when I first moved into long term care. So you never know. It's true. I was amazed. And I
3: think it just reminds us that everyone has a story. We can't paint all residents with the same brush. No, you can't. And it's once you, you might need to take in a little extra time to get to know someone's story perhaps someone spent their whole life participating on boards and, and committees right of course that would naturally align that um, even living with cognitive changes and long-term care that they would want to continue to be part of board meetings and and giving back to their community so that continues and so resident council can really help give residents a sense of purpose connection yeah. And it's, it's residents working together for residents, for the betterment of residents. That's right. That's really the heart of it, I would say. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Devorah, you have a very lot of good compassion. I can hear it in your voice there. Compassion is with the residents. I, I try to be compassionate with our residents. Uh, what I do, I learn the different languages, I say good morning to them in their own language. And shake oh, yes. and shake their hand. And as you say, you get a smile on their face. And when you see that yeah. smile, it makes your day.
2: You know, long-term care is often viewed as sort of the last stop in our lives' journeys. And oh. the change is <laughs> to view it as part of a continuum of care, I think. So, Devorah, what is your hope for the future of long-term care in Ontario, including Perception? I did
0: not come into a long-term care to die. I was not put here to get rid of. (laughs) I was put in here because I had a disability. Mm -hmm. I could not walk, and I could not stay with anybody in my family because I needed a hoist to be moved around. When I became able to walk, I began... To live a different life. I was put in here, as I said, not to die, but to live. To have a fruitful, happy quality of life. I have not changed. I am still the person I was. The only thing that changed was my address. I'm still the kind of person that went into long-term care. And I'm just like everybody else. I'm like you and all your friends and all your relatives. I have feelings. I have emotions. I like to laugh. I like to dance. I like to go out and do things. I like to spend a lot of time with my family. So just because I'm in long-term care doesn't mean my life has ended.
3: So when we think of the future and our vision of long-term care, Devora, what does that look like for you? What are your hopes for the future? Oh,
0: dear. (laughs) That's a great question, Melissa. It was on the tips of our tongue, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, first of all, I would hope that people in long-term care would realize our hopes and our goals. Our goals for the future, I think, are to make the quality of life better and better for all future residents. I would also hope that when designing the new homes or when remodeling other homes or planning future care for residents that we would hear the residents' voice, loud and clear, that people in long-term care would make sure that the residents' wants and needs are heard before they make changes or build new homes. Ask a resident, we have to live in these
2: places Your voice is clear and concise and wise and full of hope. I hear in our conversation here with you, Devora, and of course, Melissa, Doug, that I'm still me. I will be heard. I want to be part of my community, and I want to help plan for the future. And we are just so grateful to you both for sharing this vision for where you are now and where you see the future. We couldn't hope for more. You've hit it right on the nose. Oh, you said it first. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Doug, is there anything you'd like to add? No, I
1: think we covered everything this afternoon, but I, I got some interesting uh, answers for my uh, next council meeting. That's right. Good.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, Doug, we would love for you to join one of our resident forums. <laughs> Wouldn't that, that be spread great? The, sp- spread the word at uh, the vil- all the villages, all residents. You don't have to be an active member of your resident council. But OARC wants to provide that network, that opportunity for residents to come together and share peer to peer. It's so powerful and you might be really inspired with a, you know, something a home is doing on the other side of the province, something you hadn't thought about. Yeah. I think resident councils get a bit of a bad rap. People think it's an hour of complaining, but it is, it's an, it's a platform to talk about opportunities to celebrate successes. And uh, to work together to come up with consensus decisions, and to really build those relationships. And, you know, uh, long term care, it's so much more than the bricks and mortar. I know Devorah did speak to the importance of of design and making sure that the places are designed with residents for residents. Um, but it's so much more of, you know, what, what happens, the authentic engagement mm-hmm. that is happening. Really, when there's a hum in the home, when residents are connecting authentically with, uh, with their leadership teams, with each other, uh, team members, it really becomes a family.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Where people want
3: to be, where people, are, and we, our vision really is that long-term care will be more of a choice not not a, a last resort or as you said you know that la- that perception of that last stop that you said aaron yes that we want them to be places where residents choose as an option along a continuum where they can continue to live rich full lives yeah and continue to be who they are so yeah yeah yes we we, yeah. we always have our antenna up as we do have a resident <laughs> advisory group um, that is comprised of Devora is the co-chair of our advisory group, the resident expert advisors and leaders mm-hmm. Real uh, and the real group. And that That's was actually right. coined by a former director of OARC. Shout out to, to Jamie. Um, he was always focused on, you know, OARC is all about keeping things real, keeping things grounded in the resident experience. And so we're always looking for resident leaders from across Ontario, people who are willing to, to lend their voices, like what Doug is doing through this very podcast, and give voice and emphasis to issues mm-hmm. of importance to residents and to help us at OARC, you know, give us some guidance on how yep. we can do that, how we can elevate issues uh, with our ministry partners and help shape our sector and, and inspire a better tomorrow.
2: There you go, Doug. I think you've been volunteered.
3: Right.
2: <laughs> thank you. <That's> right. Looking <laughs> forward That's right. to Doug, your
0: newest member. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Doug. I think you would really enjoy being part of the forum. Thank you, Devorah. The
3: conversation will continue, you but know a sincere, it. a sincere thank you for this platform, and um, we, we feel a real special connection with uh, the Green Bench as we recently lost. Um, a, a real founding you know member, she maybe yes. not a real founding member of OARC as we've been around for 41 years, but we had a resident leader of 13 years, Sharon Cook, who you know really believed in the, the vision behind the green bench and, and sharing stories. And so while she did not live in a, a village, she actually worked with the Schlegel team and was able to get a green bench installed in her own home. Oh. And we lost Sharon recently. Uh, we certainly wanted to dedicate our time with you today to, to Sharon, and, and we look forward to um, to really announcing a bit of a legacy project where we can work with long term care communities and uh, award a special bench to homes and resident councils that are really standout councils and 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 fostering mm-hmm. uh, quality improvement and really raising the resident voice. So. Thank you so much for this opportunity to sh- to be with you and to share. Ah, oh,
2: thank you. And may her memory be a blessing. There will always be room for her on this green bench. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, ladies, so much. Thank you, Doug. It has been a pleasure as always, sir.
1: Thank you, Erin.
2: Thank you so much for joining us today. And for more information on the Ontario Association of Residents Councils, visit ontarc.com. And you're always welcome to go to elderwisdom.ca to make sure you don't miss a single episode of these Elder Wisdom Chats on the Green Bench. There's over 40 of them to enjoy. So why not do a deeper dive into some inspiring, enlightening, and entertaining discussions? I'm Erin Davis, and on behalf of Doug Robinson, your seat on the Green Bench is ready and waiting.
1: elder wisdom stories from the green bench is brought to you by schlegel villages a complete continuum of care offering independent living to long-term care celebrating and honoring the wisdom of the elder to learn more about us please go to our website schlegelvillages.com